재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 megahertz in Seoul and surrounding areas. Tuesday is our little popular culture corner through the eyes of Generation Now. What younger people are watching, what they think of it. And there's nobody better to bring that to us than the founder of a Korean culture and lifestyle blog called Neon But More. Her name is Nikki Kim. Hey, Nikki. Hi, Kat. So, a uh, big year for Korean TV. I mm-hmm. guess they have been consecutively for a lot of years now. Yeah. But uh, a lot of breakout TV shows this year. Were you a big TV watcher? Um, I think everyone kind of, uh, through osmosis, consumes like media. I'm not, I'm not one of those people who like, sit down like, and camps out on like mm. these different dramas because I know I have an addictive personality. Yeah. If I start, like <laughs> I can't stop. At least so. you know yourself. Okay. Yeah. But then you could, don't you binge watch them? I mean, the, it used to be the exception, but now I think it's the rule that you just kind of carve out a rainy weekend That's and right. watch 16 oh, episodes in a row. Bliss. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Bliss. Yeah. I, I just that. did that with a, with a TV series from another country recently and it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when we talk about sort of the big 800-pound gorilla uh, shows in mm-hmm. Korean TV mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. what are we talking about? Well, actually, Korea, as you mentioned before, produces fantastic um, dramas. Because of dramas, it pretty much fueled the Hallyu wave. Mm-hmm. For 2016, it was Descendants of the Sun. Mm. It was number one of 2016 and pretty much shaped um, a lot of people's lives of, of 2016. It's a, a romantic action drama starring Song Joong-ki, Song Hye-kyo, jin and Kim Ji-won. Mm. And um, I don't know if you like saw snippets of it, but it is a gorgeous drama with a huge production and it really created a fantastic um, like final product that the real the primetime dramas like the real heavy hitters they save those for when Saturday is that the cum dramas or the actually um, it's not so much the day but it's um, the time that the is time yeah, night time. time yeah prime yeah, time yeah. prime time key time normally around after nine like mm. nine ish ten ish and Normally, they um, show the they they um, show these shows uh, twice a week. Twice a week. Yeah. So this would be like Descendants of the Sun would have aired in 2016 at the real prime time, heavy hitting. Everybody sits down and watches it. Oh slot. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And this Very was not. Popular. This was set partially in Korea, but mostly in a fake town, a fictionalized town in Iraq. Right. Uh, not Iraq. It's in uh, Iraq like country. Yeah, Iraq like country. Perfect. A fictionalized country yeah. that kind of resembled Iraq. Exactly. Yeah. It was called Ark. Okay. And um, the main character, Yu Jin, is sent off as a soldier and he falls in love with a doctor played by Song Hye Kyo's character and pretty much is a love story um, set in um, this, this place called Ark. Mm. But it was filmed in Greece. So it had that very sandy. Mm. 
mm-hmm. very romantic, like June atmosphere with the sun, and it was very rare. It's very rare to see um, a Korean drama set in a foreign place like this. Yeah, yeah. It's I think it's probably the first time that we've seen a big mainstream drama set in sure. Greece, yeah. but it was gorgeous and it was so popular. It spawned a ton of remakes. Um, people even hosted, uh, had their weddings in the Descendants of the Sun theme. <laughs> the army uniform began to become hugely popular. Guys would incorporate army uniform colors mm-hmm. in their everyday clothing and um, the main character has the army glasses, the yeah. sunglasses yeah. and they became like a hot, hot yeah, trend. Yeah, you can see those for sale a lot yeah, more often hot, now. Yeah, hot, trend. And Song Joong-gi pretty much blew up this year yeah, because of this drama. Yeah, the actor. Um, and there was, I remember almost a year ago, Michelle, who came, who's going to come in here after you today, she taught me how all of this army speak started to kind of catch on again. You know, mm-hmm. they speak in a very specific, formal kind of way. Mm-hmm. And there's it all of this. It became attractive again. It became mainstream again exactly. through this drama because everyone was watching. If you weren't watching it, you weren't a part of the buzz and uh-huh. it made you feel a bit left out. There you go. So everyone would watch it and it became so popular. And actually, it produced, it, um, the production cost a staggering 13 billion won. It was so expensive, which is approximately uh, $10.8 million. And yeah, it was uh, fantastic. They are going going to uh, premiere a sequel in 2017 due to its huge popularity and a Chinese film adaption is going to be produced and directed by Tang Yibai. Wow, this is really how you buy the book, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Put out the show and then watch it develop into all of these other products and spin-offs and uh, see what it does for the cosmetics lines and stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. This is exactly how they want all of those series to go. Exactly. To have this, this kind of thing. This was a number one success. Kind of made it cooler to be a soldier. Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. So guys that are in the military doing their obligatory time, mm. they probably got an image boost. With- it's quite rare for um, a military, uh, a, a character who is so pro like military and you know mm. pro combat and pro war to be the main character of a drama and actually because of that main because of that uh, main character uh, it, there was a problem at the beginning of the production and it actually they they uh, the producers said that they might change the storyline and the main character because of the military Mm -hmm. aspect but they kept it in and it was a huge success and probably the military was just a setting i mean there wasn't a whole lot of military action as it Mm, were in this series right i think it probably loosely paralleled the korean experience in northern iraq right Mm -hmm, which was in a relatively peaceful area okay so that's descendants of the sun i gotta cue that one up um i never got around to seeing that but uh maybe when they Put it on a DVD with the tamak, the subtitles. I can uh, I can get into it. What other kind of shows were big breakouts in 2016? Um, well, Korea has great comedy variety shows uh, called Yearning, for example, Running Man, Infinity Challenge, all that. But mm-hmm. 2016, um, a breakout variety show called Produce 101 was by far the most controversial and in- innovative show of 2016. Mm. Um, Produce 101, um, pretty much the same in Korean, is a reality girl group survival show and it aired in 
in January of 2016. Mm-hmm. So it was a very, very long time ago. But still, I think in comparison to all the other new variety shows that came along this year, this one uh, really stayed with the public the most because nothing like this has ever been done before. 101 girl female trainees from 46 different entertainment companies came together and competed in this live uh, televised um, kind of like audition Mm -hmm. and the public got to choose who would make it onto the show and they got to rank all these girls and they decided even the, the the idol group's name the the title song and everything so a fully democratized sort of manufactured girl group i i had never watched this show too much but i've just seen sort of those cutaway shots of like the dozens and dozens yeah. of girls dancing yeah. like robots that, 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 <laughs> like, that image yeah. was shocking for so many people it's that kind of um, a bird's eye view image yeah. of that triangle stage right. with 101 girls dancing almost all in, in perfect unison. sync yeah. yeah it's a little bit um little bit it's a little test. scary. Yeah. It's kind of, it's almost like Stepford Wives. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, it's a movie where all the beautiful women are robots. And it's like these girls dancing in perfect unison. It's like, my goodness, are they? Yeah. This actually was the second largest budget of this um, broadcasting channel. It cost approximately $3.4 million, which is $4 billion one, And it was the first ever agency collaboration project ever to be broadcast and there's a lot of there was a lot of controversy controversy with this um variety show and i think probably the main <laughs> controversy was the fact that all the personal details of every one every 101 female trainee was exposed on mm. online so that you could read their age blood type deliberately height, by the show's weight, producers yep yep weight um the training uh, the training time hobbies specialities and you got to rank them from a to f the top 11 made the cut and became a idol singer and debuted with the group and the others weren't paid for their participation on the program and back to trainees it's so interesting that blood type is in there you think that matters to people yeah it was pretty the ranking is their age their name their age and immediately their blood type afterwards because yeah. there are lingering uh, beliefs in East Asia that blood type influences personality and character. Well, it's, it's yeah, that's one thing. But also I think um, they just wanted to really expose yeah. every single uh, personal information mm-hmm. of these girls so that you could better judge. Give you which, the full dossier. Yeah, yeah. And when you scroll down through uh, the 101 faces, it's you get to just choose who you'd like to succeed as. The idol thing it's really interesting well it's a little that's where it starts to tiptoe into creepiness is that it's no longer just does she sing does she dance and how does she present herself it's almost as if you're sifting through all kinds of personal characteristics yeah, and traits yeah. who is the ideal not just performer but mm. who is the ideal girl or woman exactly um, and that's kind of scary exactly and actually they had opportunities to charm 
the viewers. So sometimes, uh, most of the time, it was about their singing, dancing skills. But obviously, when it comes to 101 trainees, they're obviously fantastic at singing mm-hmm. and dancing. The reason why they're trainees is because they are talented anyway. Mm-hmm. So how else do you decipher who is the best? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you need to, um, you know, because it's a competitive world, you need to use other mm-hmm. aspects, other reasons to kind of sift out the best of the best. And you know, you have to look Did at they show them things. sort of like in a Big Brother way, like living behind the scenes and stuff like that? Um, everything was um, on stage. Okay. Obviously, you had um, behind the scenes as well. Mm. And a lot of people judged who they liked through the behind the scenes. They really judged through personality and character. Who is funny, mm. who is charming, who has a sweet voice, you know, these kind of characteristics. And because it was so popular, they made a male version. Um, it was um, it was called uh, uh, Boys Egypta, in, uh, aired in August but it was not as popular because it involved 28 guys which That's is a huge step down from far 101. Fewer than 101 yeah well, the, just very briefly the girl group that won did they give them a name ioi oh okay yeah <laughs> i and think actually, i've heard them very and recently IOI, they are the speakers of our they're on uh, one of our sponsorships yeah, one of our sponsors okay yeah. well then <laughs> i'm sure they're fantastic yeah. thank you very much two big heavy hitting shows for 2016 nikki we'll see you again next year thank you And Career Escape's going to return with Did You Know and Michelle Kong when we come back.